Hello and welcome back to Have You Seen It? I'm Maggie and in this episode I have a collection of short stories from Indonesia to tell you about. Are you ready? Let's go. Before I get into this week's show, I just want to say it's good to be back. Last season was a little all over the place and life got in the way towards the end of it, but I'm so excited to be back. If you guys missed any of like the in-between episodes that I did in between this season and last season, which include two episodes that were supposed to be part of last season, but I wanted to do them before I did those bonus episodes I did with my friends. Make sure you go and check them out. If you haven't already, please rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you are listening to, if you are able to. I feel weird asking, but it really does help the podcast reach more people, and I really do appreciate any feedback you guys leave, so please go and do that if you can. Whatever you think I deserve, I will take. The first episode of this season, season four, isn't going to be super long, as you can probably see. It's why I chose this show to cover first, because the first three shows of this season are all from new countries, Indonesia, Senegal, and Croatia. So I wanted to ease into the season, and this show is actually perfect for that. So let's jump into it. So this week's show is called Quarantine Tales, and like I just said, it is the first Indonesian show that I'm covering on this podcast. It was also the first and so far the only Indonesian show that I've been able to find on Netflix, so I was super excited to watch it. It's made up of five short films. The episodes are between 13 and 24 minutes long. It is a base entertainment and a bioscop online production, and I believe each of the five directors that directed each episode also wrote the short films, um, and I will mention them later. I'm not sure exactly where any of these short films take place. Uh, they don't ever say the location, and Indonesia is made up of over 17,000 islands, so your best guess is as good as mine. But Indonesia is an Asian country located in Southeast Asia. Its official name is the Republic of Indonesia. And while a few of its 17,000 islands are located in Oceania, it is just considered an Asian country and not a transcontinental country like Turkey or Russia. And from what I could find online, that's because 90% of its population is located to the west of the Wallace Line. And to be 100% honest, I don't know exactly what that means, even though I did look it up. I think it has to do with animals that exist on one side of the line that don't exist on the other side of the line. And that line and the fact that those species don't exist to the east of the line is used to separate Asia from Oceania. But I'm not 100% positive. But that's what I gathered from the small amount of research I did looking into what the Wallace line actually means. But like I said, Indonesia is made up of over 17,000 islands. It has three land borders, one with Malaysia on the island of Borneo, one with Timor-Leste on the island of Timor, and one with Papua New Guinea on the island of New Guinea. It shares maritime borders with nine countries, and because of how spread out Indonesia is, it's hard to say that like Singapore is located to the northeast, because depending on where you are in Indonesia, it is everything but due south. And there are so many seas that separate all the different islands that if I mentioned all of them like I try to do, we could be here all day. So I'm going to list the countries that it shares a maritime border with, and of course I will post a picture of Indonesia on Instagram so you'll be able to see the country and all of the countries that surround it. For those that don't know what a maritime border is, it just means that there's an ocean or a sea in between them. So they don't actually touch physically, but they share that common water. 
So the nine countries that Indonesia has a maritime border with are Australia, India, Malaysia, Philippines, Palau, Singapore, Thailand, Timor-Leste, and Vietnam. Again, because of how spread out Indonesia is, it is kind of difficult to tell exactly what show takes place the closest, but kind of eyeballing it, which is like 90% of what I do when I try to figure out what shows take place nearby. It appears that it is Mystic Whispers, which takes place in Singapore. And the other show that takes place nearby is the Malaysian show, The Missing Menu, which is set in Sinkinchen in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Some fun facts about Indonesia are it is home to over a hundred endangered animals. That's not really fun, but it is interesting. Some of the animals on that list are the Sumatran tiger, the Sumatran rhino, the Komodo dragon, sea turtles, orangutans, and the anoa, which is the smallest buffalo in the world. There are over 700 different languages and dialects spoken in Indonesia. It is the hottest spot on the Pacific Ring of Fire. It has about 130 active volcanoes, and the majority of Indonesians live fairly close to some of those volcanoes, like very dangerous how close they live to some of these active volcanoes. There is an island in Indonesia called Pulau Samosir located in Lake Toba, which is believed to have been formed by an eruption that took place 70,000 years ago. That eruption is believed to be the largest known explosive eruption on Earth, and it killed the majority of humans that were alive at that time, like on the whole world, not just in that part of the world, which is insane. But the island is home to the Bataks, and while the ancient Bataks were cannibalistic headhunters, Bataks today, who still do live on the island, no longer partake in those activities, but you can go there and they will show you around the ruins and they will teach you about their fascinating and terrifying history. And honestly, like, that sounds like a lot of fun. I know most people would probably want to go there to swim like in the water, which is warmed by the volcano. But me, I want to learn about the cannibals that used to live there. And headhunting, which I, you know, they were cannibalistic headhunters, is not unique to the Bataks. It's something that was done by people all over Indonesia, leading to the reputation of Indonesian warriors being very fierce and very gruesome and very like just hardcore overall. Headhunting, for those that don't know and can't really figure it out, is when someone kills a person by decapitating them and then keeps their head as a trophy. And according to the internet, some families in Indonesia still have their ancestors' trophies in their homes today. And with the utmost respect to you and your family's history and culture, that's too much. Having, I'm guessing, a mummified head of somebody that your ancestor decapitated in your house is too much. But anyways, Indonesia is the only place you can see a Komodo dragon in the wild. They live on just five islands in Indonesia, which is why they're endangered. But those five islands are Badar, Gilimotang, Flores, Rincha, and Komodo. And while I don't believe humans are a staple in their diet, they have been known to hunt and kill humans. So those are five islands that I will not be visiting. And if I want to see a Komodo dragon, I will... I'll just play Planet Zoo. You know, there's Komodo dragons on Planet Zoo. So I'm good. I'm good with that. And to be honest with you guys, there are so many great facts about Indonesia that I found while, like, 
doing this and I really hope that I can find another show so that I can share even more with you. Some countries, you know, I'm not going to say what countries, but they don't really have the best fun facts. Either they're just boring or I find them boring or there's just not a lot. Whereas like Indonesia has a ton. So hopefully I can find another Indonesian show where I can talk about more, but I'm going to finish on this fact and it's that Indonesia and Monaco have the exact same flag. The only difference is the dimensions of the actual flag. So they both have a red stripe on top and a white stripe on the bottom. It is the exact opposite of Poland, which has a white stripe on top and a red stripe on the bottom. But Indonesia's flag is wider than Monaco's. So that's how you can tell the difference. Again, it's a little fun fact. They speak Indonesian in this show, and while there are no audio alternatives, subtitles are available in English, Spanish, Indonesian, Simplified Chinese, and Traditional Chinese. The show is rated TVMA. The disclaimer that Netflix has for the show is language. I personally don't have any disclaimers to add myself. The links to all the websites where I got the information for this show, the fun facts, and any other information that I did not use my memory for are going to be linked in the description of this episode as well as in the caption for the post that I made for the show on Instagram. Uh, Oh my god, John, were you up on Wikipedia all night? John, are you okay? You're, you're shaking. You guys, you will not believe what I just read on Wiki. Welcome to Reddit on Wiki, the poorly researched, semi-funny podcast on random stuff we find on the internet. Who who are you talking to? And why are you shaking so much? Subscribe to Reddit on Wiki on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Sean, I'm scared. Me too, buddy. Me too. So really quickly, before I jump into the show, a note about the promo you just heard for Reddit on Wiki. John from Reddit on Wiki is the same John that used to do the Dumbfound Dead podcast. I've played that promo several times. If you ever wanted to listen to the Dumbfound Dead, but you didn't get around to it, unfortunately, him and his brother Patrick did stop that podcast. But he is back with Reddit on Wiki with him and two friends, Josh and Sean. So definitely go and check that out. But I just wanted to point that out, that John from Reddit on Wiki is the same John from the Dumbfound Dead podcast, so definitely make sure you go check out his new podcast. Okay, so now for the show, Quarantine Tales. I normally do the cast before I talk about the show, but this week, because of how the show is set up, with each episode being their own short story, I'm going to do this a little differently, because I can't really go into the plot too much with any of these episodes, because they aren't really that long enough for me to do that without giving everything away, but before I get into any of the episodes, I'm going to give you the description for the overall show, which is... Traversing genres, five separate stories offer unique, whimsical, and thought-provoking tales on life during the pandemic in 2020. And normally I don't mention the descriptions for individual episodes, but because these episodes are all their own stories, I am going to read the descriptions for each episode and also do the cast for each episode at the same time. And then I'll also, of course, mention the directors because I said I would earlier. So first up, we have the short film 
protocol and the description for protocol is a bank robber scrambles to get rid of the body of his partner in crime while following health protocol it was directed by Sinharta tata and there are only two people that i'm going to mention for this episode and they are the robber or in indonesian which is how it is listed online parampo in the show in like the credits of the show it is the robber but i did want to mention Parampo because like I said online that's how he's identified. We don't actually know what his name is and he is played by Abdur Rahman Arif and the other character is Icho and he is played by Kuku Presitia. The second short film is called Happy Girls Don't Cry and the description is when she wins a computer in a contest an aspiring influencer must choose between her family and her dreams. It is directed by Ako Tenria Kelly, and for the cast we have Adin, who is played by Sri Arawinda Kirana. Her mother Risa is played by Marisa Anita. Her father Jaka is played by Toku Rifno Wikana, and her brother Dede is played by Muzaki Ramdan. The third short film is called Nougat, and the description is Tensions rise as three sisters grapple with video communication in the aftermath of their father's death. And the director for this episode is Dian Sastro Wardoyo. The cast for episode three is Ajong, who is played by Adinia Werasti, her older sister Ubai, who's played by Marissa Anita, and her younger sister Deno, who's played by Faradina Mufti, and that is the same Marisa Anita from episode two. So she's in two of these short films. Episode four is called Cookbook, and the description for it is a lonely celebrity chef trying to finish his cookbook receives calls from a mysterious woman with morphing identities. And the director for this film is Ifa Insvansia. The cast for episode four is Chef Halim. He is played by Zulveldi Amo Solimen. His publisher, Mr. Nario, is played by Irenius Kiki Marindra. And a woman who uses the username cut3girl underscore 1120. She is played by Brigida Cynthia. And the final film is called Prankster. And the description is a vlogger and prankster finds his next target in a young woman aspiring to internet stardom. But his antics goes too far. And the final director is Jason Iskandar. And in episode 5, we have Didit Isung, who is played by Roy Sankono. And Aurel, who is played by Wendy Apsari. So those are the five films. Again, that's really all I can give you because I don't want to give anything away. It's not a lot, but it is what it is. It's the first, and like I said, only Indonesian show that I've been able to find, which is why I'm covering it. If you have to go back and re-listen to the descriptions, then go ahead. Even if there's like one short film that draws your attention, then definitely go and watch it because... They are all very, very good. They are all different. They are all separate. They don't connect in any way, but they are all very good. But I am going to leave it there. I mentioned earlier that this was going to be different than all of my other episodes. You know, we will go back to the way that I normally do things next week, but I wanted to cover this show, so I covered it in the best way that I possibly could. But I am going to upload pictures of all of the actors mentioned before, and I'm going to put them in different posts separated by the episodes they are in with the different posters made for each short film. So if there is one that draws your attention, you will be able to find it easily on the Instagram account for the podcast, Official HYSI. So you can definitely go check that out if you want to. Before I talk about my likes and dislikes, here's a promo from my friends over at Oof, right in the childhood. 
was the last time you watched a Disney movie? No. When did you really watch one of their early movies? My name is Jen. I started re-watching every one of the Disney animated feature films recently, and watching them with a modern eye made me say, oof, right in the childhood. Join me every Monday to learn the history behind each of these movies. And then, after I talk about the history and trivia for that movie, I'll summarize and react to my experience watching it as a modern feminist. Every week, you'll learn something, you'll laugh a little, and you'll realize that your Disney steep childhood was rife with hidden sexism, racism, classism, ableism, and more. It really will make you say, oof, right in the childhood. Okay, so now for what I liked and didn't like about this show. First, I liked that it was made up of a bunch of different short films. Some of them were funny and some of them were sad, like really sad, like I was crying sad. I thought the acting was really good. I liked that they were short. I'm not really a huge movie person, so I liked that they were short. It made it super easy to watch, and there was no point where the episodes or short films felt like they were dragging and hard to watch. And because of the length of the episodes, it's a good choice to watch while doing cardio at the gym, especially if you're looking for something to make you forget you're doing cardio. Just throw it on. It's real good. They go by fairly quickly, and they're all about 10 minutes, which is what I do for a warm-up. So to me, they were perfect. I liked that not all of them had to do with the pandemic, even though in the description for the overall show, it talks about dealing with the pandemic. Most of them do deal with the pandemic, but episode three doesn't actually mention the pandemic at all, which was nice. And it was actually my favorite episode of all of them. It was, like I said, the only one that wasn't focused around the pandemic, and I thought it showed the relationship between siblings pretty realistic. You show them going through several different years. It starts back in 2010, I believe, is the first year. We see their relationship over the years change and, you know, how it's not really that easy to have relationships with your siblings. I feel like in most shows, siblings are either the best of friends or the greatest of enemies. And for this show, they were pretty much in the middle. All three sisters are pretty different. And while they try to stay in touch, life gets in the way. And I just really like that because like I said, it's very realistic. You know, like I don't know any group of siblings where they are all exactly the same. Which, you know, it's not good. It's not bad. It's just, it is what it is. And you're not always best friends with your siblings. It doesn't mean that you don't like them. It doesn't mean that you hate them. It doesn't mean you mean that you fight every time you see each other, but you know, we're not all meant to be friends with our siblings. And I think that this short film did a really good job. I also liked that you could see the difference in like the video conference program change. So we had Zoom in 2020, but for those that didn't know, before Zoom, there was Skype. And you can see the graphics of like the Skyping, of FaceTiming, of being in Zoom change throughout the years. And I actually really liked that as well. As far as things like I didn't like, there wasn't really anything about any of the short films that I that I didn't like. There were some characters that I didn't like, but that's because that's the type of character they were written as. So to me, that's good writing. Like, you're not supposed to like these people, which is not a negative to me. Like, there's a difference between trying to write a character that everybody likes, but is bad writing, so everybody hates them, 
versus writing a character that people are supposed to not like and people not liking them. Like to me, you you did your job. So that's a hundred percent a positive thing. There were some stories that I was kind of like, eh, while watching them and it didn't really care for them. I didn't not like them. I was just kind of like indifferent to them. And there were ones where I was like, what the fuck is this? And by the end, I was crying, like realizing what the story was about. So I thought I wasn't going to like it. And then I was like, oh, okay, now I'm just emotional. Just stick with them because I'm sure that there will be at least one, if not two episodes that you guys will like. Again, I was laughing, crying, judging, hating, loving. I, I was all over the place with these different stories. So if you guys do give the show a chance, let me know what you guys liked or didn't like about the different stories and tell me which short film was your favorite. Again, mine was episode three, Nougat. Absolutely loved that. For things that stood out, there wasn't a lot. But Dede, the brother from Happy Girls Don't Cry, uses some sign language when communicating with his sister. I wasn't able to pick up any of the signs, but he did use the I love you hand signal at the end of what he was saying to her. I'm pretty sure that's universal. Another thing that I noticed was in Nougat, episode 3, Ajung puts her phone down in 2018 when she's FaceTiming her sisters or trying to FaceTime her sisters. And what we see on the screen doesn't match the body that we see. So on the screen, it is her right hand holding the phone, but the body is using their left hand, which doesn't match up at all. It doesn't make any sense. So that's just an oversight. Somebody didn't notice it and it's, it's in there now. And the final thing that stood out was in Cookbook, they mentioned the pornography law. And it is law number 44 of 2008 on pornography, and it was passed on October 30th, 2008, and it was challenged in 2010, but was upheld. And if you are found guilty for displaying nudity in public, you can spend up to 10 years in prison and face a fine of up to $500,000. And if you get caught downloading pornography, you can face up to four years in prison. The law itself bans pornographic acts and images, and it defines pornography as, quote, man-made sexual materials in the form of drawings, sketches, illustrations, photographs, text, voice, sound, moving pictures, animation, cartoons, poetry, conversation, and gestures, end quote. So basically everything. The bill was debated for 10 years before it was finally passed in 2008, and due to a strong opposition to the bill, it was softened and basically cut in half, and exceptions for tourists were added. For example, bikinis. Tourists can wear bikinis on beaches while native Indonesians and those living in Indonesia are not allowed to wear bikinis on beaches. So that's an example that was added to help keep tourists coming to the country. Artists and writers are some of the groups of people that are still trying to get the law overturned because they say it limits their freedom of expression. So when you, if you watch Cookbook, that is what he's talking about. That is the pornography law of 2008. If anything stands out to you guys while watching any of these short films, then definitely let me know. I'm sure that there's probably a lot more that I missed, but like I said, those were the only ones that I actually noticed. So next up is words and phrases, my favorite section. This is the first show from Indonesia, which means that this is the first show in Indonesian, which means this is the chance to learn words and phrases from a completely new language. And to be honest with you, I wasn't able to get a lot, but I was able to get five words and one phrase, which is a lot better than nothing. And I'm pretty happy with that. And that includes a new swear. So let's start with one. Satu spelled S-A-T-U, and it means one. 
Literally one. I was really hoping that he was going to say two, but he actually doesn't continue counting. Because he said, like, I'm going to count to three, and he literally only said one. So, that's as high as I can count in Indonesian. One. Next is Apa, spelled A-P-A, and it means what. So, you'll see this and, like, hear this a lot, like, when they're talking. Like, it is it is used quite a bit in each of the films. Next is Ka, spelled K-A-K, and it means sis, so like sister, and it comes from Kaka Parumpuan, which means elder sister. I had to look that one up, so I'm not counting that as a new phrase, so that's not the phrase that I'm talking about, but Ka, K-A-K, sis. Then we have Pa, spelled P-A-K, and it means sir, but in the show it's translated as honey, as in like the pet name, not the food, so I'm not sure if that's like, um accurate or if that was somebody thinking she was just using it as a pet name but it's pa and again it means sir then we have bentar spelled b-e-n-t-a-r which means just a moment it's translated in the show as wait a minute that's the same thing as far as i'm concerned so that's like a technicality but again pentar and finally we have ajinko spelled a-n-j-i-n-g space k-a-u and it's translated in the show as asshole the literal meaning is you dog, but it means asshole. So again, they are Satu, Apa, Ka, Pa, Bentar, and Achinko. I always hope that I can get more than six, but I'm happy with six for the first Indonesian show that I've seen. If you guys are able to pick up any words or phrases while watching this show, or if any of these are wrong, or I said them wrong, then please let me know. Before I wrap this episode up, I wasn't able to recognize any of the actors from this show. I know Marissa Anita was in two episodes, but that doesn't count, even though I did recognize her in Nougat from Happy Girls Don't Cry. I'm not counting that, like technically not counting that. If you guys are able to recognize any of the actors from this show, then let me know either on the Instagram post or on Twitter, or you can email me, whichever one you want. But that is all I have for you guys for this show. I really enjoyed the five different stories that are in it, and hopefully you guys give it a chance. I haven't seen anything on if there will be another season or any more short films presented like this from Indonesia, but as soon as I see anything, I will let you guys know. If you guys do give the show a chance, let me know what you thought about it. If you liked the format of having five different short films put together the way these are. If you want to see something similar to this from more countries, then let me know that as well. As always, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at OfficialHYSI. You can check out the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash OfficialHYSI. And if you have show suggestions or feedback, you can email me at HaveYouSeenIt1 at gmail.com. That is the number one, not the word. Please don't forget to leave a review and give however many stars you think I deserve. I hope you all have a wonderful day and a wonderful weekend. Stay safe and healthy, and I will see you next week where I will be talking about the crime thriller Sako e Mangan from Senegal. Have you seen it? Because I have. <laughs>